Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, November 8th, 2019, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. First things first, sorry about not having a podcast last week. I uh, got tied up with all the Halloween shit, didn't bother to make one, just didn't want to try and squeeze it in, so sorry about that, but back this week, and not only is it Friday again, not only is it margarita time again, but it's fucking November. My time, it's winter, is here. All you summer lovers can go piss off for four months. Let it snow, let it be cold, let the nippiness occur. I want the air that hurts my face. It's here. Praise be to the winter season. All right, enough of that shit. Let's get to today's birthdays so that I can quickly do the football. My football segment's going to be a shorter segment this week, just a little bit to talk about, so that we can get into the crap that's been going on over the course of the last two weeks. Cue the birthday music. All right, happy birthday to Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet fame, Bram Stoker, Esther Roll, Bonnie Raitt, and Vlad the Impaler. And here's where you guys who have been listening for any period of time go, why the hell is he ending the birthdays with Vlad the Impaler when it's usually a musical birthday so that we can get a song of the day? Well, because Vlad the Impaler does provide us with a proper song of the day. Because there is a song called Vlad the Impaler by a group called Guar. It goes way back. It's really nuts. It's really insane. If you guys are not familiar with the group Guar, you need to get yourself acclimated with the group and go listen to their song, Vlad the Impaler, because that is today's song of the day. Rock on, Guar. <laughs> A lot of people out there are not going to know who Guar is. They're going to go Google him for the first time, and they're going to. A lot of initial responses are going to be along the lines of this Oh my God, what the hell is that? Just give it a chance. Soak it in. Go all the way back. Go back to the scum dogs of the universe and beyond those days. And, and soak in all of Glor's glory. Gwar's glory. Boy, that is hard to say. Gwar's glory. <laughs> That's a little difficult to say. Okay. Uh, some of you guys might have heard me say, uh, cue the birthday music and, not, and then not heard any birthday music. Uh, that brings me to the three reminders I give everybody who has found me for the first time that I give everybody every week. Reminder number one, uh, this podcast is uh, recorded anywhere I go. It's not in a studio. It's not edited and mixed. It is an amateur podcast. So you're going to hear background noises. You're going to hear my dogs bark. You're going to hear somebody come knock on the door. It's meant to be that way for now. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting the shit. Reminder number two, I have music, as I have just discussed, at various locations throughout each episode. There's an intro song, there's a song at the end of every episode I refer to as the Friday song, Uh, there's a song that takes us into the birthdays, and during football season there's a song that's going to take us into the football segment. You can't hear any of that if you're not listening on an Anchor platform. I record this on Anchor's platform, and they have the licensing for the music, but not to push it to other platforms such as Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast. So if you can, and this is not a money thing because I don't make any money off this, if you can and you are interested in hearing the podcast as it was intended, 
If you're on your smartphone, download the free Anchor app. Anchor. It's a little purple app. If you're on your computer, go to anchor.fm. You get my podcast, dozens of others. It's totally free. And you get to hear the show as it was intended. All right. With that being said, now it's time to get into this week's football conversation. So cue the football music. All right, so last week I went 8-6. and six. I didn't have a podcast last week, so you don't know what my picks were, so you got to take my word for it, and trust me, I would have picked a better record than 8-6 and six on the week. But I did go 8-6 and six last week. Overall, so far on the year, I am 78-52-1. Last week we saw my beloved Colts lose their quarterback for the game. Jacoby Brissett went down with a uh, friendly fire knee injury. One of his own guys stepped on his ankle and then rolled up into his knee. That sucked as a Colts fan. Shockingly, though, uh, our backup quarterback, Hoyer, came in. And he threw, while he did throw for a 99-yard pick six, he also threw for three tutties off the bench. And he was the third-string quarterback. Got to remember, Andrew Luck's gone. Jacoby was the backup. Jacoby's now the starter. Our third stringer comes in, throws three tutties off the bench. But they did, in fact, lose that game. But they lost that game not because of the quarterback play. They lost that game because of a missed Adam Venetieri field goal. Now, I have been saying all season that maybe the great one, Adam Venetieri, the greatest field goal kicker to ever play the game, is at the end of his career. Maybe this is his last year, and he should think about hanging it up because he has missed more kicks now than he ever has, but this particular one was not his fault because when the ball was placed, the laces were facing him. He did not get the Ray Finkel treatment. He did not get, or he did get the Ray Finkel treatment, sorry. He should have had the laces out. He could have made that. We could have won that game. We could have stolen it, given the fact Jacoby Brissett is down for the game. We, we still could have eked out that win if we just would have had the freaking laces out. So we need to find that placeholder. We need to strap him into a chair, prop his eyes open, and force him to watch Pet Detective on a continuous loop until the next game. Sorry, but that's just how I view it as a Colts fan. Luckily, Jacoby's coming back. Uh, They're talking about maybe this week, uh, if not next week at the latest. Uh, The Dolphins... The winless Dolphins blow their chance of getting the number one overall pick because they could not just lose an additional game to the one-win Jets. Now, they had to go out and beat the Jets, which, A, right off the bat, Jets fans, I can understand if you guys are jumping off the fucking roof this week. You guys got handed to you by by the fucking Dolphins. The Dolphins. Okay? My junior high team could have beaten the Dolphins, and I didn't have a junior high team. The Dolphins would lose 38-3 to against the Sisters of the fucking Blind, and the Jets figure out a way to lose to them. And of course, as I said, in the process of doing so, the Dolphins blow their chance so far at the number one overall pick. Congratulations, Cincinnati. The Bengals are now on the clock. In the field of impressive, we had the Chiefs beating the Vikings without Mahomes, which is huge for the Chiefs because they're getting Mahomes back soon. And they managed to beat one of the better teams without their starting quarterback. That is huge. That's what you need out of your team. Even bigger, 
the Ravens hand the Patriots their first loss of the season. And there are few things above and beyond a Colts win that I enjoy seeing in the NFL more than Tom Brady losing. And he did just that this past Sunday. And when you look at the schedule that they've had so far, and you look at all these bad teams they've beaten, and then all of a sudden the Ravens, who are a pretty good team, come in and beat them, it does make you wonder, are the Patriots for real? Are the Patriots for real, or are they coasting on the benefit of an absolute dog shit schedule? It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. They may not very well be for real this year. I'll tell you somebody who isn't for real, for sure. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears lost, again, to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to give you some statistics from the Chicago Bears' first half of that game. Listen to this. This is a team that many people projected to not only win their division, but to most likely win it in such a fashion that they were going to have a first-round bye before they got to host a playoff game, that they were going to come back off the double-doink, revived, ready to kick ass, ready to storm the league. Not only is their season done, over, listen to the stats from last week's first half for the Chicago football Bears. Six possessions... Six punts, nine total net yards. Now, they made a little bit of a game of it in the second half, but nine yards, six possessions, six punts. The Bears are who we thought they were. The Bears screwed up and they hired Pace. Pace screwed up and he passed up Reich for Nagy, and then he screwed up in passing up Mahomes to, to move up in the draft to get Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is worse than Jay Cutler. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Mitchell Trubisky is worse than Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler had no business starting in the NFL. The pick of Mitchell Trubisky and the hiring of Nagy is going to set the Bears back 7 to 10 years minimum. Because they're going to ride out Nagy's contract for another year or two before they finally come to the realization that he sucks at play calling. They're going to ride out Mitch Trubisky maybe for another season before they realize, damn, this kid can't play. And then they're going to have to scrap it all, have really bad seasons, and get really good draft kit picks to see if their GM can once again draft the shittiest quarterback in the entire NFL draft. And, oh, by the way, move up, move up in the draft to do so. Absolute classic Bears move right there. That is why I hate the Bears. Everybody go, why you shit on the Bears? Why you shit on the Bears? Real quickly, let me tell you why I shit on the Bears. Okay, Because the Chicago Bears are the reason we have an NFL. There is nobody, there, there's nobody on the planet that can argue that point. There is no NFL without Papa Bear Hallis. They are the preeminent team in the NFL. If every single thing in the NFL world were aligned perfectly, and the gods were smiling, the Chicago Bears would be winning their division every year and going deep into the playoffs and winning multiple titles because the, the city deserves it. Because there is no National Football League without the Chicago Bears. 
But Chicago Bears ownership has gotten so cheap over the generations that they are not willing to put a winning product on the field if it means hurting their bottom line. They are not like Jerry Jones, who will lose $5 million on his organization this year if it means he's got a winning product on the field because he's having fun with it. No, these people live off of this uh, this organization, and their bottom line means more than wins, so fuck you and your wins. We're going we're gonna to make our money, and you're going to come to our park anyway, and that's why I hate the Bears. The Bears, I will start buying Chicago Bears jerseys the minute the McCaskies sell that team to a corporation or to some you know, Dan Snyder or, or, or Jerry Jones-type billionaire, some Mark Cuban kind of guy who makes their money somewhere else and doesn't mind taking a loss on the organization to put a winning product on the field. The McCaskies will never do that. They are too fucking cheap to give you a winning product. Do you know that they're one of the only organizations in the NFL that won't pay cheerleaders? And they are the only team in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era since the inception of the Super Bowl to not make replica Super Bowl trophies for all of the members of the Super Bowl winning team. That's how fucking cheap the Chicago Bears are. So I personally am enjoying the living shit out of this season, watching them get smoked. All right, done with my rant. Time for the picks. This week's winners will be the Ravens, Browns. Lions, Jets, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Saints, Colts, Rams, Packers, Cowboys, and I'm going to go with the 49ers to remain undefeated and beat a division rival in the Seattle Seahawks to put a little more distance between themselves and that division championship. I think the 49ers are for real. All right, that's enough NFL for this week. Let's talk about what the hell's been going on over the past, course of the last two weeks since I didn't do a, a podcast last week. Uh, because I haven't had a chance to do this since the end of the World Series, I wanted to just briefly, very briefly, touch on how absolutely insane this World Series was. Normally, I don't get really deep into the World Series unless my team is in it. That would be the Chicago Cubs. And so, in the 47 years that I've been alive, I've gotten to get into the World Series one time in my life. But I got to tell you, this particular World Series was off the chain. It was crazy. There were a lot of stories that came out of this World Series. First of all, the Washington Nationals got their first ever title. Congratulations to the Nationals. I love the fact that it came after the Bryce Harper era because Bryce Harper is just a spoiled piece of shit. I don't care how good of a baseball player he is. Nobody's denying his capabilities in the baseball field. He's an egotistical, spoiled piece of shit. And I love the fact that he bolts, that they, he's gone from the Nats, and then they go out and win their first ring. I love that storyline. Absolutely love it. You had a World Series that went seven games. That's always exciting. You had two Instagram models, which are, as you, if you listen to this podcast for any period of time, you know I, I view it as some of the lowest form of life on Earth. But two Instagram models at one of the Nationals game, flashing the pitcher from behind home plate. So they, they earned themselves a lifetime ban over in Washington. They can't go back in the park. And then, of course, you had the story of stories. You had the Bud Light guy. A guy who's double-fisting cans of Bud Light, and he's walking back to his seat, 
and somebody hit a home run and he sees it coming and rather than bail on the beers, he just fucking nuts up and he takes a home run shot off the gut. Boom. I mean, right to the torso. Save the beer. Now, everybody knows that I don't drink. I can probably tell you that I've had two, maybe three alcoholic beverages all year so far in 2019. I just don't drink. But I, I, you know, I'm a smoker, not a drinker. But I got to tell you, that is a boss move. Protect the fucking beer. Especially because, I mean, let's be honest, a can of Bud Light is what, 86 grand these days at the ballpark? And he's, he's rocking three of them, two in the left hand, one in the right hand. Yeah, okay, the guy's got a mortgage payment in his hands. He's not about to drop that beer. I, Bud Light guy, I, listen, I know that this, this podcast doesn't reach millions of people, but for, if for some reason Bud Light guy actually hears this podcast, I fucking salute you, sir. That is a boss move. You should have your own image holding those beers with that ball chunking off your torso tattooed somewhere on your body because that is the boss move of boss moves. Absolutely salute So that's my brief recap of the World Series that was because I did not have a podcast last week. And now I want to talk about uh, uh, generational differences for a moment, if I can, please. A couple of podcast episodes ago, we talked about how um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne collaborated with some fucking person I've never heard of before. And all of that person's young fans came out of the woodwork to praise that person for discovering Ozzy Osbourne. And the disrespect that went along with that was absolutely staggering. Well, it's, it's happened again. Carlos Santana. Oye, como va? You know what I'm talking about. Got a black magic woman. Got a black... Yeah, sorry, I don't sing. I don't sing and I don't do TV. I don't have a voice or a face. Anyway, Carlos Santana apparently collaborated with... Um, and you're going to have to forgive me. I'm not being facetious when I say this. These are the names of the two artists that he collaborated with. YG and Tyga, spelled T-Y-G-A. And I'm going to be completely and utterly honest with you. I don't have a fucking clue who either of those people are. But apparently Carlos Santana collaborated with these two people. And their young audience base has now come out of the woodwork to pull an Ozzy Osbourne on Carlos Santana, talking about giving up mad props to Tyga for letting this boy Carlos be on his album, man. Have you guys heard this guy? Are you fucking kidding me? Have you, have we... He was at fucking Woodstock. Yeah, I've heard of him. Why haven't you? Are you honestly telling me that Carlos Santana's collaboration with Tyga is the first time you've heard of Carlos freaking Santana. Nobody in your entire family, you're not your mother, not your father, not your grandparents, not a cool aunt or uncle, not some bitch and cousins of yours, nobody 
in your entire family has ever sat you down and showed you the clip of Santana playing Soul Sacrifice at Woodstock? Are you fucking kidding me? You've been failed by the adults in your life. You have been... Adults, parents of these people, you have failed your children. How in the world is your child discovering Carlos Santana through the work of Tyga? That is a shameful commentary on where we are as a parenting society. Play some decent music for your kids. Show them all forms of music. Expand their horizons. Even throw on a little country from time to time. But for the love of Christ, this is not some obscure artist. This is not Hanoi Rocks. This is not Guar. This is Carlos freaking Santana. And we have an entire segment of our population that is discovering him through Taiga. I wasn't around when Elvis Presley was at the top of his game. I wasn't around at the height of the Beatles era in the 60s, but I knew about him. We are failing. No, 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 not we. You are failing your kids. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is why this podcast even fucking exists. What do I do on a week-to-week basis here, okay? I get some of my fucked-up thoughts out of my head so I don't unload them on my wife night in and night out, right? I have a release every week in which I can come to a microphone and talk about the sheer madness of certain aspects of the world. We leave the politics and religion out as not to bring any of that bullshit in here, and we just talk about the weirdness, right? Let's just talk about the weirdness of the world. And here's an example of why we have all of this weirdness. We have people raising a generation out there who don't know who the fuck Carlos Santana is, but are discovering him through the work of somebody named fucking Tyga. Shit like this is why I have story after story after story to tell you week in and week out about how we are completely and utterly fucked as a society. Let me give you an example. Apparently one of the hottest new trends is being brought to us by the most um, well-renowned LASIK eye surgeon in the country, Dr. Emil Chin. He is the best-known LASIK laser eye surgeon surgeon in the country. He's the best at what he does. Here's the new trend he's created that has people flocking to go get it. He's discovered how to safely, according to him, I ain't buying it, not going to experiment with it. He has discovered how to safely puncture your eyeball in order to facilitate a, a piercing, an eyeball piercing. I'm not making this up. Go Google it. Eyeball piercings. Dr. Emil Chin. He figured out a way to, on the side of your eyeball, right where it starts to come out from your, eye, your, your, your lid, he figured out a way to puncture the eyeball 
and install, and it's got to be a very specific size, and it's a very specific thickness, but an eyeball piercing. You lay down in his office, he gives you a very powerful uh, anesthetic. The whole process is said to take between three and five minutes. He calls it painless. And the process is going to run you about five grand. Yes. Every fucking thing I just told you is true. And the reason why that shit exists, the reason why people spend $5,000 to have their eyeball pierced by Dr. Chin is because their parents didn't teach them about Carlos fucking Santana. I mean, at least you guys are giving me something to do every Friday, right? You're giving me an outlet to be able to go, can you fucking believe this shit? I'm telling you. Failing an entire generation. Let me, if I can, give you another example. This is what happens when you don't teach your kids about musical greats like Carlos Santana. Apparently, there's a new challenge. You guys have seen all these different challenges. You've heard of the Ice Bucket Challenge and the, 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 the Kiki Challenge where idiots are jumping out of moving cars and the Tide Pod Challenge. It just keeps getting dumber and dumber and dumber as we go. And boy, no shortage of stupidity in this new one. This new one comes to us from an app called TikTok, which, uh, from everything that I've seen from TikTok, it's basically a blight on our society. Um, but what somebody is, what people are doing now, uh, uh, is called the Bright Eye Challenge. Apparently, and this is being done by teens in today's society. They're getting themselves a baggie, and they're filling the baggie with hand sanitizer, a mixture, there's a certain ratio, hand sanitizer, shaving cream, and bleach. Got that? Hand sanitizer, shaving cream, and bleach. Once again, real shit, not making it up. It's called the Bright Eyes Challenge. It's being done on TikTok. What you do... Actually, what you're not supposed to do, but what these fucking idiots are doing, is they're putting these three products in a baggie, and then you hold the baggie against your eye for one minute. And what these idiots believe is happening, or can happen, is that by doing so, you will change the color of that eye. So if you want one blue eye and one brown eye, and you have brown eyes, you put this mixture over one of your eyes to change it blue, and then you have one of each eye. Now, this whole idiocy got kicked off because somebody on TikTok who's got tens of thousands of followers, here we are right back to me telling you to stop listening to these influencers on these fucking social media sites Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Once again, we're right back to you guys listening to stupid people. Some girl who's got 86,000 followers 
decided to do this as a prank, and she put a different colored contact lens in her eye before putting the bag over her eye and then showed the world how she's got two different colored eyes. Look at this. I got two different colored eyes. And now teenagers across the country are racing to their to their homes so that they can mix this concoction together in a baggie and hold it against their eyeball for a minute. Dumb asses. Listen to me, please. Dumb asses. Pay attention. All you're doing is putting a baggie of bleach next to your eye. You're not changing the color of your eye. You're irritating your eye. You're running the risk of permanent eye damage. And you're winning awards in record numbers for the most amount of mass stupidity we can jam into one generation. You fucking morons. Stop it. It's unbelievable to me. But once again, that's the kind of society we live in, right? We have a society of people that are willing to do some of the dumbest shit humanly possible because somebody with absolutely zero talent and absolutely zero worth to society in any way, shape, or form told them to do so on a social media site. And here we are. And it all boils down to you not teaching your kids about Carlos Santana. I, I, it really is. It's a combination of piss-poor parenting and extreme advancements in technology, i.e. the smartphone. The world in your hands. It is a staggering amount of stupidity that exists within today's generation. Staggering. And so, we have to play to the stupidity of society. We have to go out, we have to warn people not to put baggies of bleach next to their eye. Right? That's, that's what we're at. That is where we are. And all of those people come with all their little fucked up ideas, and then corporations start playing to them, and then we have a lot of stupid fucking ideas that float around our TV screen in the form of commercials. And I see this shit and I go, but why? Why? Why would you do that? Why would, why are you doing, why, why? Okay, so I, I look at a, an ad for a new product coming out for, from a company that we know. And I see it and I go, but why are you doing that? Oh, I get it. You're, you're, you're catering to the dumb fucks that are putting bleach against their eyes. That's why we have stupid products that you can't believe exist. Case in point, we're heading into the holiday season, correct? We're heading into smash turkey season. We're heading into stuffing and rolls season. Is there a better time of year, folks? We We are just a few short weeks away from absolutely destroying some Thanksgiving dinner. But yet we're going to have companies that are going to try and ruin the whole essence of the season, right? Pringles, one of the best chips ever made, is going to apparently be one of those companies this year. And to the CEO of Pringles, the board of directors at Pringles, I fucking love your chips. I don't like the fact that you guys haven't redesigned the can. The hand doesn't fit all the way down the can. So you tip it over, you tip it over, you get the crumbs from the bottom of the can. It's just a pain in the ass. 
I wish you guys would figure out a way to get your shit together, redesign the can, and then stop fucking with the flavors, okay? Just, for the love of Christ, stop fucking with the flavors. You got a handful of flavors. You got your barbecue, you got your regular, you got your sour cream and, and onion. And that's all acceptable. Those are acceptable chip flavors. But just in time for the Thanksgiving seasons, Pringle sing season, Pringles decides they're going to play for the stupidest among us. And they have now released their new turducken flavored Pringles potato chips. Once again, not making it up. I only report to you the stupidity of our world. I do not make it up. I don't have to make up stupidity. There's more than enough of it in the news to go around. Turducken-flavored Pringles potato chips just in time for the holiday season. That is the hardest of hard passes. That is a vile, disgusting thing to even think of. Turducken-flavored chips. Gotta play to the slowest among us. You just, we just gotta, right? And I, I get, I'm not gonna buy them, right? Tom, don't bitch, but just don't buy them. I, I get it. Just, just stop fucking with things, though. You know what I'm saying? I, and I, obviously, I'm not gonna buy it. I wouldn't eat turducken flavored potato chips if that's the last thing we found in the zombie apocalypse. I'm, fu- I'm frying up squirrel. That's it. All right, I'm officially living off the land. We've purged the last of the processed foods, and all that's left is that case of turducken Pringles. Looks like we're eating frog's legs for real tonight, folks. Because I'm not about to crack into the last case of turduckens, not even with zombies crawling down my neck. I wouldn't eat turducken-flavored potato chips if I was as high as I have ever been in my life. And ladies and gentlemen... I've been fucking high in my life. And I've still never in a million years, in all of my escapades, of my 47 years of gracing this earth with the imprint of my foot, have I ever thought, wow, you know it sounds great? A turducken-flavored Pringles potato chip. I've never been that high. Not once. Now, since we're on the subject of getting high, since we're on the subject of the Maranawana, I got a story for you out of Germany that has to do with this um, that I thought was a little bit interesting. Wanted to throw it into the podcast. There was a funeral in Germany. A few were go- funeral goers attended the funeral, and then uh, there, were, there was food, as, as tends to happen. And some food was delivered from a local bakery that, that had been ordered. And apparently the wrong food had been delivered. And all of the funeral goers were accidentally fed chocolate hashish cake, which was actually made for another event. So you had, you had a double whammy that particular day in Germany because somewhere there was a party of folks getting ready to get rip, roar, and ripped rip, roar, and ripped off of some wonderful German hashish chocolate cake and they got just regular old 
German chocolate cake. So that, that's a bummer of epic proportions. But then you got the regular straight funeral goers that thought they were just diving into a slice of chocolate cake at a loved one's funeral, and uh, lo and behold, <whistles> turns out to be a uh, hashish cake. So, um, I guess the, the, the bakeries over in Germany, they, they got to start taking closer uh, stock of where their shit is and, and who's, who's eating what. Now, from my own personal standpoint, I say it all the time. And people sometimes think that I'm actually joking when I say it. I'm not. Smoke at my funeral. I, I'm not kidding about that. I, I, I want that to be on the record as many times as I can possibly say it. If at all possible, sit me up in a chair, put a, a pair of shorts on me, a Grateful Dead tie-dye and a baseball cap with a pair of sunglasses, have a chair sitting next to me, and have people come up and burn one with me one last time. Don't hide it. Don't, don't put... I mean, you could have it. Uh, listen, if I go first, and it's going to be one of those funerals, my wife's going to have an edible chocolate cake of some kind. Or a cheesecake, or some brownies, or some cookies. She's going to have something. But, you know, just in case you know, anybody else is in, in, the, in the, the planning process, go ahead, have some edibles. I don't give a shit. But let people smoke at my funeral. Don't hide it. Now, if you can, if, if we can, very quickly, I want to stay in Germany for a moment. I want to stay in Germany and I want to discuss swingers. You want to talk about wrong place at the wrong time. Um, there was a uh, swingers convention in Germany. And it was held at a hotel. And apparently what had happened, what I saw in, in this particular article, was that um, the carbon monoxide detectors went off. While these swingers were doing swinger things at the swinger orgy in Germany. Um, and lo and behold, approximately 120 German first responders showed up to over 300 German swingers pouring out of this hotel naked in robes and in cosplay costumes. <laughs> Once again, I, I, I feel their pain. But it, I'm, when I read it, I was like, okay, it's a minor story. I want to mention it on the podcast. But I couldn't... You know, that's a hell of a visual, right? 300 plus German swingers flooding into the streets half naked and in cosplay dresses. And being met by 120 German first responders. My God, I, I wish there was, there was some kind of cell phone video of that. That had to be a monumental sight. Wrong place, wrong time. Maybe do the swinging at your house. Just saying. Safety first. Enjoy the confines of your own house. But Tom, there were 300 of them there. Okay, break it. Do it in the yard. I don't know what to tell you. 
Then again, you know, they're swingers. Maybe they weren't embarrassed. Who knows? Just, to me, seems like one hell of a sight. You know. It's bad enough you got one, two persons that have, two people that have to evacuate a hotel at, at the wrong time and they're, they're caught half naked. No, not 300 filing out of, of the old convention center somewhere in Germany. Hell of a sight. If there is cell phone vid- footage of that and somebody has it, send it to me. I got to see it. That's got to be some of the funniest cell phone footage ever. But, as I do at the end of every podcast, here recently, in the last few months anyway, is I, uh, I, I give a salute to somebody in the world that, that wins what I deem to be the dumbass of the week. Now, uh, I, me deeming it to be the dumbass of the week doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm nobody. I'm just a retired landscaper who's doing a podcast to fill some time. Give me an outlet. I'm not making any money off of it. I don't have tens of thousands of listeners. But, you know, I've got a respectable small audience and I respect the hell out of each and every one of you. So I do want to keep with what has brought you back, which is which are the dumbasses. Uh... But once again, you don't have to take, you know, do your own, do your own research. See, see who you deem to be dumbass. To me, this guy wins the cake this week. Over the course of the last two weeks. And, of course, <laughs> he's a Florida man. He, he's a Florida man. Once again, there's never a, sh- a shortage of stories coming out of Florida. So this week, we got to give it up to uh, Guy Rannick. Of Quincy, Florida. Guy Rannick of Quincy, Florida. Guy was supposed to be at work, but he decided that before he was going to go to work, he was going to hit the Burger King. And while in the bathroom of the Burger King, he was snorting some Coke and smoking some meth. Apparently, Guy needs to center himself a little bit before punching in. So he's in the Burger King bathroom in Quincy, Florida, smoking meth, snorting coke, and naturally, he, he decides, well, some Xanax might do the trick on top of this, this already uh, interesting mixture of chemicals. So he pops a handful of Xanax and, shockingly, loses consciousness. Now... I've been found in some weird places, but one of the places that you do not want to get found coming out of some type of stupor is a a Burger King bathroom in Florida. But that's where this guy was found. He was found on the the floor of the Burger King, uh, the, uh, the, the Burger King bathroom in Quincy, Florida. Uh, while he was unconscious, somebody they took him to the hospital. Guy comes to in the hospital to, to learn that, you know, and remember, the last thing Guy remembers is snorting Coke, smoking meth, and taking Xanax in a Burger King bathroom while he's supposed to be at work. 
Flash forward, he comes out of it. Next thing you know, he sees he's in an emergency room laying on a bed. Now, this happens to you. This happens to me. We are each going to have our own reactions to coming to in an emergency room after knowing that you were just in a Burger King bathroom getting fucking wrecked, right? I might look around and go, ooh, I think I fucked up, right? And this, doesn't, this looks like it, went, it broke bad for me. Some people just might want to calmly see if they can get up and leave the hospital without anybody noticing them. Some people might still find a medical professional and go, hey, I just came out of a, apparently a blackout session. Anybody want to fill me in on exactly what the hell's going on with me? But I can tell you that guy, he didn't opt for any of those three. No. After passing out from taking Xanax, smoking meth, and snorting Coke in a Burger King bathroom in Quincy, Florida, while he was supposed to be at work, Guy's response to coming to in the emergency room was to whip it out and rub one off right there. Said to be a vigorous masturbation by witnesses in the emergency room. Because why not? I don't know how long I've been down. I don't know when's the last time I emptied the clip. Let's just go ahead and take care of business right now. He finishes, much to the dismay of people all around him in the emergency room, And then he proceeds to climb off of the bed, but doesn't really have use of his legs yet. So he hits the deck like a sack of fucking taters and begins to wobbly crawl away from the bed. He just yanked one in while wearing a hospital gown and proceeds to piss himself while doing so. That's when security caught up with him and picked his ass back up. And, and got him back into a bed. That, ladies and gentlemen, is ultimate Florida, right? Ultimate Florida. There's one more piece of the puzzle I'm going to fill in here, but let's recap what we have so far. How Florida can a Florida story get? Guy, by the way, mid 20s, mid 20s, supposed to be at work. Decides to hit the Burger King bathroom so he can smoke a little meth, snort a little Coke, pop some Xanax. Passes out, comes to an emergency room, vigorously rubs one out, and then crawls away while pissing himself. But Tom, what is that last piece of the puzzle you have yet to fill us in on? I'm glad you asked. His job... He's a teacher at the local junior high school. Yes, he is. He's a fucking teacher at the local junior high school. That, ladies and gentlemen, can only occur in but one of the great states of these United States of America. That can only happen in Florida. Peak Florida.
I am convinced that it is not just a destination for all of the dregs of society. No, 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 no. There is something chemical about the state of Florida. I don't know if it's the angle at which the sun's rays hit that particular state. I don't know if it's something that's in the water. I don't know if it is soil contamination from the red tide overflow that has washed its way up onto the beach over the years. But there is something in Florida that is chemically wrong. This is, there is no other explanation for this many crazy people living in one collective area. Any one of the different aspects of that story in and of itself would be enough to make you go, Jesus Christ, really? Let's break that down. Let's, let's experiment for a minute, shall we? Just bear with me. If I told you that there was a, teacher, a junior high teacher that was supposed to be at work, but he hit the Burger King bathroom because he wanted to snort some Coke before school, you'd go, Jesus, really? See, one aspect of the story, and it's, it, it, in and of itself, is a fucked up story. Let's take another aspect uh, by itself. A junior high teacher was supposed to be at work, but he decided to hit the Burger King bathroom in order to smoke some meth before work. Jesus Christ. See? One sliver of the story, and that in and of itself is, oh my God. A junior high teacher was supposed to be at work when he decided to hit the Burger King bathroom before work so he could pop some Xanax where he just proceeded to pass out. Once again, just that sliver of the story. Now, take another sliver of the story. Do away with the fact that the guy did drugs and just take the second half sliver of the story, right? Man wakes up after blacking out in emergency room and decides to masturbate. Once again, in and of itself, a fucked up story. Let's take the last aspect. Man wakes up after passing out in emergency room, crawls away from bed, urinating on self. There is not one aspect of that story that you can't pluck out and have it be a standalone story where it is still a fucked up story. And then you take all of those aspects and you combine them all into one story. I just gave you five individualized, fucked up news stories, and all five of them comprise the same single news story. That is without, that's like Highlander Florida level. There can be only one. When you examine that story, in greater detail, and you really pull the pieces apart, and you see the different levels of insanity upon which that particular story exists, it is a stunning, stunning exercise in the proverbial five pounds of shit in a two-pound bag, right? 
It is just chock full of headline after headline after headline. Junior high school teacher in his mid-twenties, while supposed to be at work, decides to go to the Burger King bathroom to smoke meth, snort cocaine, and take Xanax, where he proceeded to pass out. He then woke up in the emergency room of his local hospital, where he proceeded to vigorously masturbate in front of multiple eyewitnesses before crawling away while urinating on himself. You know how you see those commercials? We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. And you got that little bald guy who's talking about the different shit that farmers covers. Right? You've seen those commercials, right? And then at some point in time, the bald guy says to the person he's talking to, we know, it, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Yep, covered it. August 1974, right? And then there's like a little sculpture or a statue or, or whatever of what happened. Like a, a, a statue of, of a moose with his ankles or his antlers wrapped up in a swing set, right? They need to make one of those little sculptures of this guy. He's fucking earned it. He took what could have been five different stories of five different people that would make everybody look at each one of them individually and think that's fucked up. He took all of that and said, hold my bush light. Watch this. So, as I said before, we end the show with a dumbass of the week every week. And this week's dumbass of the week it goes back to the great state of Florida. They have brought home the title once again. And it goes specifically to Guy Rannick of Quincy, Florida for being one of the most fucked up Florida men I have ever heard of in my entire life. I salute you, I salute you sir. You've given me something to talk about on this week's podcast, and I salute you. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Very quickly before I end this podcast, I want everybody to know that we are entering the holiday season. We're going to have some more giveaways on my Facebook page. Go to Facebook, find the Powell Entertainment Company. Give the page a like or a follow, and keep an eye out. There's going to be we're going to I'm going to be giving away some copies of my first book. Entitled The Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. And I'm going to be giving away some of my new window stickers and some of my bookmarks. And you know something? I just realized that in the, uh, uh, the reminders that I give you every week, I did not mention my website. And that would be TomPowellJr.com, where you're going to find all things Tom Powell Jr. But more importantly, you're going to find a link on where you can buy that book, A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. So uh, uh, watch my Facebook profile for, for that, inter- for that uh, giveaway, uh, and we're going to be doing that sometime in early December. As always, that's all I got for you this week. Stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.